Greetings to the PATH family. Our slogan at the PATH is meeting you where you are. We invite you to follow, share, and check us out on social media. You may connect with us at any time, anywhere. On Facebook at The PATH Church or Instagram and Twitter at Join the PATH. Without further delay, enjoy this week's sermon. Amen. I want you to look up on that picture that I'm going to put up in a minute. And this is just a little bit of a highlight of our weekend. Um, this was a quick picture that was taken last night. That was us. And um, I'm going to just stick to that picture and not say much because we're going to hear more and more. But let me tell you, if you were not there, you miss out. We had an amazing time. Amazing time and all to the glory of God. And for those of you, I know that we were having a competitive um, attitude over here, a competition in our small group. <coughs> Jared, <coughs> Marcos, <coughs> Jason, and uh, <coughs> on and on and on. Um, and they were saying that they were gonna, they were, there was going to be more men than the women at the women's retreat. And I was like, okay, we'll see. Um, Little bit that they know or that they knew is that I was praying for, I was praying for 125 women. And God blessed us with 122 women that were out there uh, this, uh, yesterday. So I want you to take out your devices because I know we have them. Uh, when you get a chance, if you don't mind, just log it into Mentees. And um, you can follow the code that it says right there, 8553566, cause we're gonna be very interactive um, in um, the sermon today, okay? So the human body, you might be wondering what is going on, you know, why does she have this, you know? And um, we're gonna get to it. The human body, I'm gonna give you some facts and those of you that are doctors, I did my research, okay? <laughs> The human body has 78 organs, 60,000 blood vessels, and they are all connected to the heart. The heart, the average pump is 2,000 gallons of blood per day. And in a 70-year lifetime, the average heart beats 2.5 billion times. The brain, I have it right here. The average heart pumps 2,000 gallons of blood per day. That is complex, right? It contains approximately 100 billion neurons. The, the brain is a complex organ that controls thoughts, memory, emotion, touch, your motor, motor skills, your vision, your breathing, your temperature, your hunger, and it regulates the body. Let's turn our Bible to Genesis chapter 1, verse 26. 27, I'm sorry. Genesis chapter 1, verse 27. And you can say amen when you're there. It says, so God created mankind in his, in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. You know, I want us to go to my first point and talk about that. God 
always, always works in perfect unity. The body itself works in perfect unity. You cannot say, you know, detach this, take this, take that. You know, God always works in perfect unity. You know, we are created in God's image. Whether you like it or not, that's who God made us. You know, this weekend we had an opportunity to realize and to learn a lot about that, who we are, who I am, and then who we are as a church, who we are as a body. So I want us to think about that. God made you and me into his own image. That's deep. That to me is like, wow. You know, most of us, most of our parts and most of God's creation, they were impersonal. They were not personal. His attitude was like, let there be. Whereas the creation of man and woman, it was more personal. It was a first person. He said, let us make. You know, the image of God in the, in the Latin root, it means imago Dei. And in Spanish, it means la imagen de él. It comes from a root word. Um, a Latin root word translated in English, and it's an image of God. You know, so I want us to look at, um, specifically at this picture right here, right now, that is going to be up. And um, if you look at it, on the inside of the woman is everything that God meant for us to be. This is who God, this is how God viewed every single one of us that are in here. Whether you're a man or you're a woman, this is who God and how God sees us. But there's a disconnection at time in us that we feed into what the world, the way that the world wants to define us. And that's the outside part, that we start filling the blank and filling, you know, everything else that is not from God. You know, there's a lot of different school of thoughts and different ideas about the image of God out there. There's a lot of thoughts, and even myself, that I didn't even know until I dig deep into the scripture in the help of my loved one over here. You know, we are the image of God because what? You know, the only thing that is um, believed to be true it is the popular belief. There's a lot of different beliefs about the image of God. So consider these thoughts. The first one is, because we have reasoning, we can choose. However, I want you to explore and think about this. How about a child? Can they do have reasoning? I don't know about that. I want you to think about the possibility also someone that has had disability. Can they have you know, reasoning. The, sec the third one is uh, an older person with dementia or Alzheimer. Does that mean that they don't, you know, it, it doesn't make sense, right? That cannot be the image of God because the second one is because we are made perfect. That's, those are school of thought to people that go on, you know, believing, and they are not true because we are the image of God. So consider this. What about the fall of men, Adam and Eve? Did they stop being the image of God when they sinned? That doesn't make sense, right? In Jesus, we become more of the image of God. That's another thought. 
that it goes out there. However, the problem is there is zero biblical references to support this data. Nada. Nothing. So I invite you to invite, I invite you to consider this third option. Let's go to 1 Corinthians 20, uh, 12, 27. 1 Corinthians 12, 27. And it reads, don't, now that you are the body of Christ and each of you is a part of it. Each of you is a part of it. What does that mean? We are the body of Christ. It's not the building. It's not the, you know, the performance or everything that we put together. Every single one of us put together make the body of Christ. You and me. You are the body of Christ. You know, it's not an image of God by us being an individual and our own. No. It is community. And it is unity that makes us the, the body of Christ. You know, you are that piece of the puzzle right there. Every single one of us make a piece. And we got to accept that. You and me and all make the image of Christ. Imago Dei, la imagen de Dios. Only Christ is the head. There's only one head. You could think that you're the head, and in your house you might be the head, but biblically, there's only one head, and it is Christ. You know, it's where the power, there's, there's a lot in there, and the top, the most part of the body. It's where the power, authority, and honor is displayed. You know, in, in history, kings and priests were anointed on the head. And this is where they were crowned in place, in the head. It symbolizes authority. Christ is the head, the head of the church, the head of the body, in which he is our Savior. The Greek word is Canalis, which means the one in authority. So what does that involve? Is this, the next picture. Submission involves getting rid of everything which hinder God's control over our lives. Let me say it again. Submission involves getting rid of everything which hinders God's control over our life. What is that one thing for you? What is the one thing that you have not submitted to God and he is not fully in control of your life? You know, submission involves getting rid of everything that hinders God's control over our lives because he is the head. He is Lord. He is master. He is our maker. Who is the head? Is it him in your life? You know, however, we get to be the rest of this picture and more. The legs are missing and all of that. So I want you to ask yourself, what part are you in the body? Let's have a little bit of fun. Go for it. Mike, you get to be the foot. 
Somebody else get to be the toe. Who wants to be the toe? One more. The ear. Ooh. You know, when you think about it, only few of us know what, the, what we are in the body. You know that? There's a few people that you know who you are. If you have that amazing voice like Valencia, you, you are it. You are it. You know, I am among a lot of preachers, but there's no one like my husband. Honey, you have the gift where you are of preaching. But then there's a, the majority of us, we don't know what we are. Have you considered or thought about that? Why we don't know who we are in the rest of the body? I want you to consider this thought, but before I do that, let me go to my second point. The body works best when every part function. The body works best when every part function. You know, I want you to think about what is the greatest pain you have ever endured. And I want you to go to mentees. What is the greatest pain that you have ever endured? You know, I have given birth twice. And let me tell you, respect to all the women. I have broken many bones. I used to play softball, and I used to play basketball and volleyball, and I was like, the more that they broke, the more that I kept going, you know? And let me tell you, that pain is, you could have it in one pinky, and it feels, it, it travels your whole entire body. But the worst one that I have ever had was two weeks ago. I had a toothache. Let me tell you, I was in a deep, deep, deep sleep. And at 4 a.m., I woke up and I was like, whoa, what is that? I had a migraine and every single one of my body pieces were in pain. <laughs> to the point that I woke up Marcos and he went and touched me and I was like, don't touch me. It was so painful, and I took medicine, I brushed my teeth, I did different things like to, to take away the pain until I went to the dentist that same day, emergency, and I walked in, and they were like, hey, why are you here? And I said, I have a pain that is just, I can't sleep. I'm in pain, I can't eat, I can't talk, I can't breathe, I can't do anything. And she was like, oh my gosh, that's a lot of pain. One number, I was like, it's a 10. And if you give me 20, I'll give you 20 or 100, whatever. And she's like, okay, let's look into it. Do you have any idea where the pain starts? She said, because my insurance, you got to know where, because they're going to charge you for that part. And if it's not that part, then you're going to pay out of pocket for this part. So I go and tell her, it's right here. It's the second one to the last. She said, okay, so let's do an x-ray. After she goes and do the x-ray, she goes, I have good news and bad news. And I said, what is the bad news? She said, it's not what you think it is. And I was like, what do you mean? She said, it is totally on the other side. And she said, the good news is that we could see it and it's, you know, I have to get all major, major, major work done. She said, the good news is that it's, it's, we could fix some things. But unfortunately, the nerve is damaged. Let me tell you. I was, I was like, I don't care what you have to do right now. I don't care about anything else. 
take away that pain. You know, and of course, you know, I'm not going to go into detail and all of that, but they put that big old needle with, you know, antibiotic and all that stuff. And then I walked out of there and I'm like, I'm feeling better. But she's like, don't get too comfortable because it's just a matter of time before it goes again and, and hurt. But let me tell you, when that nerve hit, it was no joke. I was like, I'll give birth 20 times, then go through this. You know, but it's, we forget how the body is connected. It was hurting from my toe to the top of my little piece of hair. I was in pain. You know, we got to remember, if in 1 Corinthians 12, verse 20 says, if one member suffers, all parts share the suffering. And if one member is honored, all rejoice with it. You know, what if, what if, 1 Corinthians 12, the one that I just read, the way that God designs our bodies to model for understanding of our lives, who we are as a church. Every part is dependable on each other. Every part we mention is part of the body. Every part that we see that we don't think that is meant to be is part of the body. You know, if one part hurts, every part is involved. If one part flourishes, every part is exuberated. So I want you to think about understanding who you are in the body of Christ. You know, the world, Satan tells us that you're not enough. You don't have anything else to bring. You know, you're not talented enough. You know, you're not eloquent enough. You don't have anything else to bring, Neil. You know what? You, you, you're young. No, you're old. You know what? No, you are not modern anymore. You are, you are the old school. You know, the world just tells us different things that we are. And we lose track of the gifts and the talents that God has given us. We've been here three months, and I'm going to speak a little bit. Um, I'm, not a, I'm not a guest anymore. I'm part of the family. When you come and visit, you see all the good stuff and the smile and people giving and embracing and the meal and this and this and this and that. But when you're here long enough with us, sinners, the body, you start seeing some things. Some of us, we got to take it up a notch in our relationship with God. Some of us, we are too comfortable. We are too convenient. It's when it's convenient. Some of us, we forgetting denial, deny myself. It's not about me. Some of us, we forgetting, you know what? Righteousness. I got to be righteous. Some of us, we are not being the best wife, the best husband, the best sister, the best teammate that we could be, the best brother, the best, you know, in school. And we know that we are to do better. You are the body of Christ, whether you want it or not. Whether you want it or not, you are representing the path. You are representing God's church. You know, I never forget one thing about me. Um, I'm, not, I'm not proud of this, but I used to be a bully in school. And... Um, 
before Jesus, I used to be a bully. So in high school, I used to get upset with some of my classmates when they will get 98 and they will be crying. And I used to get a 76, and I'm like, yes. I, you know? So we had this class that this girl, it was, she, it didn't matter. She got a 99, and she would be crying. And I used to pick on her all the time. This is before Christ, okay? <laughs> so we graduate, and we go off, and I'm like, okay, I'm at Hunter College, and I'm down the hall, and the second day of school, I was met, and I was invited to a Bible discussion, and that was the beginning of my walk with God. And I'm grateful for those women because I went in with a list. These are the things that I'm going to do, and this is how I'm going to live, and these are the things that I'm going to just not do. And one of them, God was not in the picture at all. So after I was mad, you know, a month later I became a Christian. Thank you to the glory of God in a, in a women's retreat. And uh, so I come back. I'm excited. I'm zealous. I'm ready to go. I'm like, I'm ready to help people. So I go around on campus and start sharing my faith, talking about my walk with God and inviting people to a Bible discussion. Who do I bump into? The girl. And when she saw me, guess what she did? She took off. She, when I'm telling you, she just ran for her life. And I ran after her. So it got bad. She was like, no, no, sorry, sorry, sorry. And I was like, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay. I just want you to know that I'm a Christian now. She was like, why, 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 why? I'm like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And she was like, what, what, what? She went from being like this to like, okay, what do you mean? And I said, well, I became a Christian and I studied the Bible and, you know, I talked about sin and I talked about my life and I'm a totally different person. I promise, I promise, I promise. She was like, what? I said, yes. So I am really sorry. I used to be a bully. I'm no longer a bully. Now I help people become Christian, okay? And she came to Bible talk with me, and a week later after that, she became a Christian, you know? But where am I going with this? Our old self got to die every single day. I love that scripture. In God, you are a new creation. I am no longer viewed the way that I used to be viewed before. You know, what are some of the things that we need to do that we must? do together as a body. We got to work together. You know, I tell, this is my, this is my line at work every day. And they're like, what? Some people, don't, they don't get it. And that's okay. But I said, you know what? We got to be that woman that fixes each other's crown. Fix it. Just fix it a little, little bit. We don't need to be tearing down. We don't need to be talking about each other. We don't need to be gossiping. We don't need to be com being competitive with each other. We got to fix each other's crowns. We got to work together. The world beats us every single day. We got to make sure that we are helping each other be our best for God. We got to contribute our ideas, our suggestions, our gifts, ourselves to the body of Christ. We got to utilize our gifts and talent. And if you don't know what they are, we're here to help you. <laughs> we can sit down and study the Bible with you. And if you know what they are and you're not using them, repent. 
we got to communicate, both giving and receiving. Communicate. You're part of the body. You're part of that piece. You're that piece of the puzzle. You're not coming to church. You matter. You're walking around with bitterness. You matter. You got to communicate. You got to talk. We got to help each other, right? You got to stay connected to the body. You imagine if I was to tell my toe, go elsewhere and the rest of my body's going that way. It's not going to work, right? We got to stay connected to the body. We got to have a sense of responsibility, ownership, okay? When we first moved here, Christine and Sean, I love them. But they were like, sister, I think that it would be great for you to take a couple of months just to sit back. You don't have to give. You don't have to serve. You don't have to, you know, we just want you to be good, be settled. And, you know, we know that you have a lot to give and you will give. And I was like, okay, amen, thank you. But I went home and I was like, you know what? It will be sin of me to not serve, to not give, to not pour into, to not be poured into me. And I never forget that first week that we were here, I walked in and I was like, you know what? I'm going to start putting into practice right away about serving. And I walked in and I was like, hmm, you know what? Jason. I just want you to know that I am here to serve in, in any capacity. So let me know whenever you need somebody to, um, to usher. And I'm ready to walk away. He's like, sister, come here. <laughs> and put a lanyard right away. He put a lanyard. He said it begins now. And I was like, okay, God. Okay. All right. You know what is we got to be, have a sense of community. We got to have a sense of, you know what, they need me, I need it, and I need to figure out ways to serve, to give, stay connected, have a sense of responsibility, make it your own, the church. We have gifts and talents that we need to utilize them. You have them, you're different, you bring our uniqueness to the church that no one else does. You know, one of the examples that I used yesterday was Olga. Olga is an amazing, she could cook. But people tell me that I could cook. I want you to, to, to get an idea of this. Olga and I could go in the kitchen and use the same ingredients. Olga is Angel's mom. She's right there, okay. Oh, I love her. I tell her when I grow up, I want to be just like her. We could both be in the kitchen and use the same exact ingredients, use the same type of pot, and, and go step by step. And let me tell you, at the end, that rice is going to be, her rice is going to be different than mine. And it is with anything that we do in life. You add a, an extra touch that no one else does. You could look like someone, you could sound like someone, but you are unique. Add your flavor to the church. Add you. We got to have a healthy respect for difference of opinions, custom, and individual preference. There's nothing wrong with that as long as it aligns with the scripture. We got to have the ability to participate in groups and give of yourself. You know, one of the things that I'm excited about and scared about is the mission team to Sandy Spring. 
That brings to me a lot of baggage that that's a totally different sermon. But I'm like, here I am, God. What do you need me? What do I need to pour into? What do I need to give of myself? Because it's, at the end of the day, it's not about us. It is about God and God's church, God's body. You know, God always works in perfect unity. The body of Christ works best when every single part functions. Yes. And at this time, I want us to invite God into our midst again or continue as we go to God in prayer. God, we are so grateful for who you are, God. You know that you could do things without us, yet you want to use us. Thank you that we get to be part of your uh, um, earthly body, God. Thank you that we get to be part of a kingdom, your church, your bride. God, thank you so much for choosing us to be the women and men that we are, God. Without you, we are lost. We are, don't have a purpose. We don't have a reason. God, help us to see the need for you, God, to pray for you, to love for you, God, to, to, to pour into you, God, because you give so much of yourself to us, God. Thank you that you don't treat us as our sin deserve, God. Thank you that it's only because of Jesus and the cross that we get to have this time to take communion, God. Help us, God, to understand who we are as individuals, in who we are as the body, God. Help us to understand that we are important, we are loved, we are unique, we are created by you, we are your image. God, help us this week, God, to walk in a way that is pleasing to your sight, God, and we come before you humble, asking you at this time, God, to, for us to understand and know who you are. I pray, God, that as we take this communion, God, that represent the Jesus dying on the cross, God, for my sin, for our sin, God, that we will not take it for granted. And we pray all of this in your son's name. Amen. Thanks for listening to this week's sermon. New sermons are uploaded each Monday morning. Simply search The Path Church Atlanta in iTunes, Spotify, or your favorite podcasting service. Additionally, we greatly appreciate your feedback on iTunes. If you would like to learn more about The Path, we encourage you to visit www.thepath.church. We hope to fellowship with you soon.